This episode is brought to you today by Gusto. Payroll and benefits are hard, especially when you're a small business. Gusto is making payroll, benefits, and HR easy for modern small businesses. You no longer have to be part of a big company to get great technology, great benefits, and a great service to take care of your team. To help support the show, Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive limited time deal. You sign up today, you will get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash rocket ship. Again, gusto.com slash rocket ship. As artificial intelligence continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation that we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. With over 750 specialized hackers in their community, HackerOne isn't just theorizing. They're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large organization, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI safety security. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI safety security. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live small group cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. In the first few episodes of the Blockland series, we learned a bit about what the Blockland initiative was all about, why it started, who started it. We even rewound a bit back to learn more about blockchain in general and its impact on businesses. 
But today we dive into Blockland, the initiative. There are so many tentacles to this, so it's best you just buckle up and get ready to enter Blockland. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We are your hosts, Michael Saka. And I'm Mike Belsito. So this Blockland initiative taking shape in Cleveland, we started with Bernie Moreno and why he brought it to life. But where does it sit today? What does this initiative actually look like? And really, it's a bit complicated. I mean, much of Blockland's public activities, they happen at update meetings, which are open to the public, and they've actually drawn hundreds in the past. Uh, But a lot more watch on the live stream that they make available online, and they actually have these updates pretty often. And who is presenting at this meetings? Is it just Bernie? Well, sometimes, but it's also the leaders of the individual nodes. Individual nodes. Oh, right. Well, I guess I should take a step back and talk about the structure of it. So today, the Blockland Initiative, it's broken up into 10 individual nodes, which are basically, it's just another way for saying a committee. But I think since a node is like a thing in blockchain, they don't call them committees, they call them nodes. I see. And there are, what, 10 of these? Yes. So there's the Thought Leadership Node, which was really focused at first on putting together the conference that they launched last year. Um, There are also nodes focused on business applications, talent development, the political environment, entrepreneurial environment, uh, legal system, philanthropy, place, research, innovation. There's even a next gen node that's specifically for young professionals. So who's a part of these nodes and how would one participate in the process? Is there some sort of like application system? Well, okay, so as far as who's involved, It's pretty much the who's who of Cleveland. So like the legal node, for instance, it's co-chaired by Lee Fisher. He's the dean of the Cleveland Marshall Law School, but he's also the former lieutenant governor of Ohio. Uh, The business applications mode, it's led by Steve McHale and Charlie Lougheed. They both co-founded a company in Cleveland called Explorus, which was actually one of Cleveland's most successful startup stories. They were actually recently acquired the last few years by IBM, and I don't think it's been shared publicly, but I heard it was a nine-figure exit. Well, no, you're a mover and shaker in Cleveland, aren't you? Why aren't you in any of these notes? Well, full disclosure, I actually am. <laughs> really? I I don't think I knew that. Um, what is it, the, the next gen node? No, uh, sadly, they define young professionals as 35 and under. And so I've aged <laughs> out of being considered a young professional. But uh, no, with my background in organizing national conferences, at least with industry, I just offered to give advice and feedback in, in the thought leadership node um, just on the conference piece. I, I figured if this initiative has the potential to benefit Cleveland, I'd all for being helpful. And that thought leadership node, it's actually chaired by David Gilbert, who's the CEO of Destination Cleveland, um, which is basically our area's convention and visitors bureau. Um, This first year, they took charge of organizing a conference, the Blockland Solutions Conference, which is one of the biggest sort of tangible pieces of what's been developed from this initiative so far. And I hear that David Gilbert likes to hire A-list talent in his organization. Yes, well... That's true. And I have to say that because he's actually my wife's boss. Uh, My wife, Hannah, she's an executive at Destination Cleveland, and she played a role in helping organize the Blockland Solutions Conference. And we'll actually hear from her a little bit later in the series, too. Oh, that's great. So these nodes, how does one get to be part of it? 
Ah, that is an easy answer. You just ask. In fact, it seems like the most common way that people have joined any of these nodes was literally reaching out to Bernie, uh, giving some feedback, praise, or even criticism on the initiative. And usually his response is, well, thank you for that and join the team. Here's how you can get involved. And just like that, they either join or start one of these nodes. So, so when they first announced, when Bernie first went to the press and said, this is what we want to do, I said, look, you have a whole room full of suits and none of you understand how to even explain blockchain. Like we, we are in this space and you probably never heard of us because most of our work is outside Ohio. Let me come and be helpful in any way you think we can be helpful. And uh, I didn't realize I was signing my life away by, by writing that email, but uh, I, I've basically been carted around for the last three months to every sort of meeting you can imagine, to every client you can imagine, to every scenario that I could be helpful in. So the initiative is really that accessible? Well, to those who reach out and ask to be involved, yes. Um, there's even an open Facebook group where a lot of discussions end up taking place. But again, to be a part of it, you just have to ask. And what about all those key players, the politicians, the civic leaders? Did they join in a similar way? Well, not exactly. I mean, for those folks, it's true that there might have been a little bit of uh, arm twisting or convincing, <laughs> not in a heavy handed way. But, you know, these are people with busy schedules. They're not probably just going to jump into any initiative. It'd have to be one that they fully believe in or one where maybe they've been convinced. Uh, and I, I imagine Bernie Moreno may have had something to do with the, you know, convincing I think that's probably fair to assume. I mean, take Jumpstart, for example. They're, they're an organization here that's supported by public and private entities, and their whole mission is to grow Northeast Ohio's economy through entrepreneurs. So they provide various services. They've invested millions of dollars in local startups, uh, including mine. I mean, Jumpstart was an investor in one of my previous companies, eFuneral, um, and I sat down with Ray Leach. He's the CEO of Jumpstart, and I asked him how they first got involved in Blockland. The Blockland story is fascinating. One day I got invited to a meeting at my office that I didn't even know what it was about. And I walked into our conference room and there was basically the who's who of Cleveland in terms of leadership was in the room. And I had no idea, you know, the, the purpose of the meeting. And I came to meet or really reconnect with Bernie Marino. I had met Bernie uh, in a previous uh, scenario. And I learned really of Bernie's vision for the importance that blockchain could generate for the future of Cleveland and Ohio's economy. And then there's Josh Mandel, who just until very recently served two full terms as the treasurer of the state of Ohio. I started hearing about Blockland first from uh, Bernie Marino. Um, and then I started hearing about it from uh, David Gilbert, who I've known for a long time. And, and, and from your wife, Hannah, and others, you know, I just was watching the names that were in and around this. And uh, I just sort of liked the people that were doing it. And... Well, I guess I could keep going. <laughs> I get it. So the, the civic elite of Ohio, if you will, they more or less get pulled in. You could say that. So what's the timeline on everybody starting to really get involved? Well, the wheels were probably in motion for a little while, but probably not as long as you'd think. I mean, mm. behind the scenes, Bernie probably started meeting with folks in like late spring of 2018. Wow, that's that's not even a year ago. Right. And, and the first time that Blockland made its way into the public, it was June 15th of 2018. That's when that Facebook group got started, which now is at like 1,600 members. Just a few days later, the Cleveland Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com ran a piece titled 
Car dealer Bernie Marino has a big idea to transform Cleveland into a U.S. blockchain leader. And that was sort of the first coming out publicly about the Blockland effort. And the article was pretty in-depth, and it introduced Bernie to a public that may have only heard about him because maybe they bought a car at one of his dealerships or saw his name on some buildings. But it was sort of an introduction to blockchain, too, and the vision that Bernie had for Cleveland. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a side of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. This episode is brought to you today by Gusto. Payroll and benefits are hard, especially for small businesses. You don't have the time to be an expert on things like taxes and regulations. And there are old school payroll providers that exist, but they're just not built for the modern business. Gusto is making payroll benefits and HR easy for small businesses. Modern technology does the heavy lifting, so it's easy to get things right. Now, again, there is some competition for Gusto out there, but Gusto actually has a lot of things going for them. PC Mag and Fit Small Business, they've called Gusto the best payroll for small businesses. Gusto makes payroll a breeze. In fact, nine out of 10 users say Gusto is easier to use than other payroll solutions. And Gusto definitely saves you time. 72% of customers, they actually spend less than five minutes to run payroll. I know a lot of people that spend way more. Gusto is reliable. Four out of five customers actually reduce payroll errors after switching. And if you don't believe it, just Google it. People love Gusto. And how often do you actually love your payroll provider? Almost never. Most small businesses, they don't have an HR expert, but you don't need one to use Gusto. With great software and great service, you can focus on your business, not on your payroll or your paperwork. To help support the show, Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive limited time deal. Sign up today and you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com forward slash rocket ship. That's gusto.com forward slash rocket ship. Wow. So what came next? Well, it sort of became a full media onslaught of news about Bernie and Blockland. On June 20th, there was another Cleveland.com article that was posted. Eight Cleveland leaders fly to Toronto to learn how to make Cleveland Blockland. Uh, The leaders was basically a, a who's who of Cleveland. I mean, there were presidents of three colleges, the CEO of Cleveland's biggest community foundation, and other business and nonprofit executives. And they didn't fly coach. Bernie flew them all on his private jet. And there are all sorts of other articles and editorials. I mean, some of the headlines. Ah, yes. Here we come. Blockland might be the idea Cleveland needs from the Crans Cleveland business or from Believeland to Blockland on actually NPR and the benefits of the blockchain business from Cleveland Magazine. It really does seem like the entire city started paying attention to blockchain and Blockland's efforts. Yeah, I mean, it kind of became a, a bit of a craze. I mean, you had these big time leaders trumpeting how important blockchain could be for Cleveland's economy. And the media was really enabling that message to resonate louder and louder. It was something that you really just couldn't avoid if you're paying attention at all to the news in Cleveland. 
So you had the Facebook group starting up. These civic mentors and shakers are getting involved. The, the public is finding out about this initiative. And then the first real concrete, tangible element of Blockland surfaced. That's the Blockland Solutions Conference. And when was that announced? Oh, you know, just about a month after this initial series of articles came out. I think it was like late July. Um, in fact, in that time, in late July, it was announced that the conference would take place in December. Wow. December of the same year? Just like five months after? Yeah, five months. Okay. So if we happen to know any professional conference organizers, we could ask them about whether this was a reasonable timeline, I'd imagine. <clears throat> yes. Come on, seriously? <laughs> okay, okay. So you do run a professional conference. Your conference industry has grown quite a bit in the world of product management, and it takes place in Cleveland every year. So what's your take? Five months to plan a national conference? Typical? No, it's definitely not typical. I mean, like, I'm not exaggerating here. Planning a conference like industry, it's a year-round full-time effort. And, you know, now we do do two editions of it, but even still, I mean, we're... We're working on it all year round, both conferences. And could it be done on a tighter timeline? Sure. But with what was being talked about for Blockland Solutions Conference, a, you know, a national conference featuring 150 speakers in multiple concurrent sessions over the course of two days, to plan that all in a matter of like a few months, it's pretty unheard of. Well, there was this other event, not a conference, but a festival that was planned over the course of just a few months. Yeah, I think by now, most people are probably familiar with Fire Festival. Now, whether you remember the chaos happening in your social feed, or maybe you saw the documentaries on Netflix and Hulu. <laughs> so December, that means that the first Blockland Solutions already happened. Did it implode like Firefest? Well... On the next episode of Blockland, we're going to find out. But the conference, it's really just one product of one node of the entire initiative. And so, you know, what else is happening? Well, there's the City Block Initiative, which is basically this massive campus that's supposed to be home to not just the city's blockchain businesses, but broader technology businesses, startups, service organizations. Uh, here's Teresa Metcalf Beasley, who's a leader on the Place Node for Blockland, and she's also a partner at Calfi, which is one of the area's top law firms. And the reason Place is so important is because we want to create an innovation hub, a tech hub for entrepreneurs, businesses, large and small, our corporate entities, um, workspace, co-sharing workspace, and to bring everyone together. So what she's talking about, it, it sounds like it's not meant to be a co-working space, but really something, you know, bigger. Yeah, I mean, it would really require all of the co-working spaces, innovation centers, and you know all the things like that to come together and agree to have one home. I mean, it'd be a place for events and meetups, maybe a place that universities would use to hold classes. For all that's being talked about, I mean, this would be a monumental effort. Yeah, it sure sounds like it. Um, so what about the other notes? Well, there are the scores of lawyers that are already thinking about the type of legislation that's needed to help blockchain businesses thrive here in Ohio. Here's Lee Fisher, dean of the Cleveland Marshall Law School at Cleveland State University. And again, the former lieutenant governor of Ohio. He talks a bit about the legal note that he co-chairs with Jessica Berg, co-dean of the Case Western Reserve University Law School. Well, I uh, co-chair 
the legal node, which is a fancy word for committee, uh, along with uh, my friend Jessica Berg, who is the co-dean of Case Western Reserve Law School. And the first thing we did was to contact all the law firms in town and ask them if they had either a technology expert or a blockchain expert that could be part of our legal node. And the response was overwhelming. Uh, we now have uh, over probably 40 lawyers, uh, primarily but not exclusively from Cleveland, who are actively engaged in our legal node. And our charge is really has two parts to it. First, to develop legislation to make Ohio and to make Cleveland a more blockchain-friendly city and state. And number two, to create a body of legal research that could be accessed by anybody. And this work on legislation, it is making an impact. Well, it might be too early to tell, but I mean, changes are happening for sure. Josh Mandel, who we heard from before, he did something on behalf of the state of Ohio that no other state had ever done before. He launched OhioCrypto.com, which essentially allowed businesses to start paying their taxes using cryptocurrency. We launched OhioCrypto.com for a few reasons. Uh, first and foremost, to give taxpayers more options and ease in paying their taxes. Uh, second, we launched it because we want to project a message to the rest of the country that Ohio is a place that's loud and proud about embracing blockchain technology. And we, re we really want to send the message to software developers and entrepreneurs around America that if you want to build a business, come do it in Ohio. So the last few months, man, it, it must have been a whirlwind. I mean, for Bernie Marino, for all of the Blockland node leaders and participants in the city of Cleveland, yeah, I'd say so. And is everybody excited about the potential for all of this? There's definitely a lot of excitement, but I would say there's also hesitation from some too. I mean, coming up in the series, we're actually going to talk to some people that it'd be fair to say that they were a lot more reserved about this initiative. They had questions, they had concerns. They definitely weren't ready to buy what Bernie was selling. <laughs> and we'll also be talking about what happens now that all of this is up and running and you know where does all this lead? That's right. But first, next week, we'll actually go to the Blackland Solutions Conference. Again, it was all planned in just a matter of a few months. Was it what Cleveland and this initiative needed or was it another fire festival? <laughs> We're just going to have to wait and see. Thanks for listening to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship.fm is now part of the Podglomerate Network. You can check out all the shows on the Podglomerate Network at thepodglomerate.com. And there's some good ones. We also want to give a huge thanks to Jordan Aaron, who helped us mix this entire series. And we couldn't have done it without him. No, and also a big thank you goes out to everybody in this series that was willing to open up to us, whether you are a part of the Blockland Initiative, whether you are a naysayer in this Blockland Initiative, thank you for being there for us. Um, and finally, Rocket Chip is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We invite you to come over to productcollective.com and sign up to be a member. It's free to do that, and you could keep tabs on all things product, whether you're getting our newsletter every single week, uh, whether you're attending one of our live video Q&A chats with product leaders all around the world, you can even join our Slack channel with thousands of other product people. Just come over to productcollective.com.